Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. Well, let's wrap up the RPI 4-2 victory over Union in ECAC hockey play Friday at Mesa Rink. Uh, game came down to some bounces in the third period. RPI took advantage of its bounce, and Union had a chance on a 5-on-3 for about under just under a minute, and they could not get the uh, a goal uh, when they were down one. They could have a chance to you know get to not only a tying goal, but a possible go-ahead goal. But uh, they didn't really get any shots on the 5-on-3, and maybe got one shot after it became a 5-on-4. The bounce uh, came in favor of Ryan uh, Mashey of RPI, their uh, junior right winger. He was uh, to the left of the net when a shot by a defenseman, Anthony Baxter, from the high slot, sailed over the uh, net, hit the glass, but it came back perfectly and out in front. Uh, Union goalie Connor Murphy went to his left, and the puck was actually to his right, and by the time he realized that, it was too late. Mashey buried the shot. Uh, 3:04 into the third period to give RPI a 3-2 lead, and as I mentioned, they on the uh, 5-1-3 uh, midway through the third period, RP, the Union just did not seem to want to shoot. They're looking for that perfect pass, that and they weren't looking for a shot. And uh, that's a killer. I just shoot the puck. You got to do that. I mean, I know you have two extra players out there. Get a, get a puck on that. I mean, if it gets blocked, maybe the, you know the player you know, gets out of position. You have a chance to. Get a, get another shot. So um, Union you know, really had a chance there and uh, let that uh, go by the boards. They pulled Connor Murphy with two minutes left in the game for an extra attacker to try to get that tying goal. They had a couple chances, but in the end, Jacob uh, Lacka uh, flipped the puck from his uh, right in front of his own net, and it landed perfectly into the empty net down at the other end of the rink to give RPI the 4-2 victory. I have sound from uh, uh, the RPI side. We'll start... Uh, with head coach Dave Smith, uh, Mashey, goaltender uh, Lyndon Marshall, and uh, defenseman Simon uh, Simon Shelberg, who scored uh, the first goal of the game for the Engineers. Uh, Dave, it seemed like it came down to the breaks in the third period. The carom off the back of the, uh, the glass led to the goal, and then Union had to fight on three, and you guys uh, stopped it. Yeah, I, I think it was a really even game that came down to you know a really big penalty kill and a few bounces. Anthony, can you talk no, about Anthony's the, not here. Anthony, sorry, okay. Yeah. Um, Simon. Simon, talk about that goal. What did you see? Which goal? Which goal? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The third Ryan, goal, yeah. Mashey scored yeah. off the end boards. Were you on for that? Yeah. I wasn't on for that. Uh, Ryan, how about Ryan. you? Yeah, Ryan, sorry. Uh, yeah, I uh, I just tried to screen the goalie and get in front. Obviously, Bax had a great shot, and uh, I think I tipped it over the net, and then it hit off the glass, and... Just kind of was lucky on the on the back side there and banked it in. Yeah, looking at the replay, it looked like Murphy went to his left and the mm-hmm. puck came out to his right. So he basically had an open net. Yeah, I don't think he saw where it was. And I just think it was a great team goal. Uh, Beats and Brax were working very hard down low. We were able to get it up. And obviously, a big body in front. And we were just able to carry that one. Simon, can you talk about your goal? It was a nice little shot from that uh, right circle, I think it was. I mean, it was uh, a nice little shot on that square right through. Yeah, I just... As you said, try to, try to get it on that. Try to uh, shoot through the guy I was coming up against. Try to get on goal and, and went in. Did, did it deflect off the defenseman at all, or do you think? I don't know. I, I, I think I caught the goalie off guard. I think I shot it through his legs or under his stick. 
and I think he didn't see it that well. And uh, we on it. was good. Uh, both you and Lennon can talk about that extended two-minute period of where you're a man. You're technically a man down with that empty net. You made a great play to save that bouncing rebound. He saved your he saved your ass with that one. Can you guys talk about that pressure situation there? Yeah, no, I, I think also um, Shane Seller made a couple really nice defensive plays there, which were big in front of the net for for me and the whole team. So that just that battle is kind of what got us the win in the end, and and I think we really showed it in that in that last couple minutes there. Lyndon, how important was that penalty kill in the five on three, be, just to be able to protect that one goal lead? Uh, it's it's exactly that. It's it's the whole it's the game on the line basically. And I think all night we were outstanding on our on our penalty kill. They're obviously a strong power play team, and and we knew that uh, going in. And we we were definitely prepared for what they had to offer tonight. I thought. What do you think of the atmosphere tonight? It seemed, I mean. On the ice, it looked intense, but it's, in the stands, it didn't. I didn't, didn't get the sense that uh, it was a normal Union RPI game. It didn't seem like the excitement was there with the fans. I, I, I don't know what you think, Dave. Yeah, I, I, I never really realized the fans. I'm the wrong guy to ask for that. <laughs> London, you? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I kind of tune them out a little bit, but uh, I think for the most part, uh, it was a little bit of a bouncy game, all in all, and uh, I think. I'd like to attest that to maybe just people on the edge of their seat, a little bit nervous. So, good excuse. <laughs> Coach, when we talk about the face-off game, it kind of always feels like whoever wins the face-off game kind of has an advantage. But I don't have the final numbers, but you guys lost the face-off game. Um, what kind of transition then that allowed you guys to not let that be a disadvantage? Yeah, I mean, bottom line, I thought, um, I thought the numbers on the face-off. And again, we keep track of our own numbers just because of um, of, of consistency. Yeah. But uh, we we do not want to lose the faceoff battle like that. We we got we got smoked on that tonight, and that's an area one of the many areas that we'll get better on between now and tomorrow. Uh, the penalty the pa- penalty situation in general. I think you guys had 53 seconds of actual power play time in the first period, despite having the chances. What's that like? What's like managing that? Managing kind of a lot of having. Numerous guys in the box at once, and does that change your the guys that you have out there? Well, I think there's two parts to that answer. One part is that we practice everybody on our penalty kill. We have some units that we like, and sometimes you have to next man up mentality. Um, but the other piece is that uh, really hard game for players on both teams to get a feel and a flow for the game, the way the penalties went. It wasn't a consistent um, um, a consistent thing that was being called, and I think that makes for a choppy game um, with the players. I think, you know, Lyndon's comment, it was a bouncy game. It was a choppy game. There wasn't a lot of flow and rhythm, and I think the penalties took away from that. So on our bench, we're fine. Next man up, but... Uh, um, you know, we've got to we've got to do a better job adapting to the officials than we did tonight. You guys can talk a little bit about it because you guys are all veterans coming into this game. There's always a little bit more juice, right? It's just the crosstown rivalry. You guys have already experienced it. What's it like communicating that to so many new guys, right? I think it's an 18-12 split at this point. Of there's more new guys. Are you guys telling them, hey, this is a big game? This is all, there's a lot of juice coming in this one. Yeah, I think they definitely get the sense early, especially having an exhibition a game against them in, in the preseason. I thought that was a, a good chance for them to sort of dip their toe in the water a little bit and get a feel for what it's going to be like to play like a crosstown rival. But all in all, I, I think they, they see it coming from some of the older guys, how badly we want to win the game, and they, they quickly pick up on that, and it, it's, it's really good to see.
Ryan, what are you expecting tomorrow night? Uh, I'm expecting the same thing. I'm expecting us to just work hard and just win a lot of battles and get to the net and score some more goals. And obviously, I think we have a lot of firepower up front, a lot of good defense, and um, I think we can take it to them again tomorrow. Coach, still a lot of internal discussions that need to be had, but adjustments, or is there anything you can share with us that you saw from that game that is going to be maybe work focused on going into tomorrow or no? Yeah, we need, we need to be a lot better. I mean, we, we look at our game and all three zones. Um, I thought we had moments that we were very good, and then I thought there was moments that not only were we careless with the penalties, but we were careless with the puck, and um, we you know much rather learn lessons in a victory, but there's a lot of lessons that we got to take from today to, to, to get better at right away. I mean, we, we, this game is exactly what college hockey is. It's two teams that one team's trying to find a, just a little margin, little margin, and tonight uh, I thought we were fortunate to come out on top, but we, we did a lot of good things. We just got to keep getting better. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Now let's get the union side with head coach Rick Bennett. Rick, uh, really came down to breaks in the third period. They got that caramel off the glass uh, and for the, the go-ahead goal, and you guys had that 5-on-3 for 59 seconds and didn't get really much of an opportunity to shoot the puck. So what, what, is that how you saw that third period? Yeah, definitely. It's, that was a, a nice you know puck bounce for them, but I guess you earned those puck bounces too, which they did. So, you know, it just didn't go in our, our way. We didn't capitalize on the power play. And you lose the game. Yeah. Like that's just how it works. Uh, I mean, you took the time out there to set things up, but it seemed like they were the player. The, the, the five guys you had out there were looking to pass. They weren't really looking for that. For that shot, was was that the case, or was the RPI doing something that uh, they couldn't get that shot? No, you just you're just looking for the right the right shot. And you know, kudos to you know our RPI's PK. They were in the lanes and never saw a great great look. So, you know what, we watch film and we'll make adjustments. Coach, we talk about the face-off game. Usually when you win the face-off game, you have a good chance of winning the game. That didn't transpire from that. You got, according to our stats, you guys won the face-off game. What did you see that maybe wasn't allowing you guys to take advantage of those face-offs? Well, obviously, you're, and you, when you do win the face-offs, you're hoping for a few more scoring chances. And that's probably my, well, it's not probably, it's my answer, is you don't. We need to create more scoring chance, scoring chances for off those faceoffs wins. The flow of the game, you know, a lot of penalties tonight, especially that first period. At one point, you got had three on three. Was it kind of tough to get going there for a while? Yeah, I was a, especially in the first. We obviously didn't uh, have our legs first and foremost, and you know it, it just took a while. We do like the, you know, the, the response that we had second, and I would say half of the third. But you know, against a good team like that, it's too little, too late. And hopefully, we we'll learn a good lesson tonight. And we have everybody uh, who gets on that bus tomorrow going. Uh, thoughts on Connor's performance? Obviously, when a goal gets a loss, he gets he gets the L. But I mean, thought had some big saves for you guys to kind of keep you guys in that fighting position. I, I thought I thought Connor really he he helped us in the third, making those two two saves, two big saves. And we didn't we didn't help him out there, but to say that uh, that was Connor's best effort tonight, um, no comment. Especially maybe that the go ahead goals, the, the way the puck carried him, he went to his left and the puck came out to his right. Is that you know, one of the, that just not being aware of where the puck is? 
this shot was a bounce, and a, and a you know, a funky bounce that you know just it, it happens. Like we've we've been on that side too, so um, you know, just just one of those plays. What about the atmosphere tonight? It seemed like no, it didn't seem like a normal Union Park game. The fans didn't seem into it tonight. I don't know. If, uh, what you thought about the, uh, the, 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 it was a sold-out crowd, but it didn't, the, it didn't seem like the enthusiasm was there. I, I guess I can't speak for however many fans there were here tonight. So I, that's got that, that that's a call from you. I, I, you know, I thought they were loud when we gave them a reason to be loud, and I guess obviously we need to give them some more reasons to be loud. So. But for me to speak on behalf of our fans, I, I, we just appreciate them coming out. Uh, lots of internal discussions still needs to be had, but you mentioned adjustments. What adjustments do you see right off the bat that you need to make for tomorrow? Oh, I think there's adjustments in every position tomorrow, all three. And you know what? That's a good thing. That's why we film the games. So we'll film. You know, we'll watch the film, make the adjustments we feel that we need to make, and. Hop on that bus and get after it. And that's a great, great thing about college hockey. You get back-to-back -back games. And now let's hear from the union players. Yes, that's right. Silence. Rick Bennett did not allow the players to speak at the post-game media, which I think is a shame uh, that we don't get a chance to talk to the players about the the, the game-changing situation here, the 5-on-3. The Would have been uh, nice to ask these players why they did not shoot the puck. Uh, you can't. I mean, to me, it's, it's you're you're cheating the fans. From, you know, the the fans pay good money to see these teams. They, they like to hear what the players have to say. Uh, so I, I hope that this situation does not happen again. But uh, you can't. Uh, you're losing, and you can't you know, keep denying the, the media a chance to talk to the players. So now that's my thoughts on that. Uh, one other thing, uh, watching that game, like, there were over 1,700 fans. 1,700 fans in the uh, building. In fact, the exact attendance was 1,738. Uh, Union at 75% capacity. The game was a sellout, uh, but it didn't have the intensity. I mean, the, the, the fans were there, but it just didn't seem they were into it. Uh, you know, you usually have that loud noise, and especially at the National Anthem, you hear the Union fans go, when it goes to oh, say, can you see, and you hear them say you. There was a half-hearted effort there. And the RPI fans, when it gets to the Rockets' red glare, they say red, and it was even more half-hearted. So, And it just didn't seem like a Union RPI game where fans were involved. It wasn't that loud in Messerink. I'm very shocked by that. I mean, I've, you know, I've covered the, this is my 26th year of covering uh, union hockey, and I've never heard of that a, a union RPI game. It's almost like it was an exhibition game. You know, the exhibition, you know, the exhibition game. The fans were you know, there, but not there mentally. So I, I don't. It's just weird. And of course, uh, Saturday's game at Houston Fieldhouse, there will be only RPI students, faculty, and staff. I think the RPI uh, pep band will be there, but that's about it. And of course, the media. So that's that's going to be a, a strange. Uh, uh, setting to see a college hockey game with uh, very little fans in. But, uh, uh, of course, I, as I said, I'll be there Saturday night. You can follow my coverage on Twitter at Slapshots. And that'll do it for this edition of the Party Shots podcast, the post-game edition of the RPI Union, first game of the Route 7 Rivalry Trilogy this season. And uh, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast or you have questions about Union hockey or college hockey, you can email them to me at shot. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at DailyGazette.com. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. 
The Parting Shots Podcast is a production of Gazette Newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you Saturday night. From the uh, Parting Shots Podcast Studio. Yeah, it's been a long night. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.